Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five star review. That's right. You're hearing the sexy sax music because the Phoenix Suns defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder 124 to 115. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's all Bookman. That's Espo Gerald Borgay. We'll you know what to do, shortly. Love. Let's go. How y'all feeling? Play us those championship rhythms and those championship vibes. <laughs> Every time, baby. Never gets old. Oh, yeah. Mm. A good team win. That yeah. muted trumpet, tonight. baby. It wasn't my favorite game of the season. I will give you that. But I do like the outcome of this one. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, there's a little... Uh, a little choppiness from here, mm-hmm. here to there, but I thought the guy, the guys played pretty evenly for the most part. I thought everybody played pretty consistent. Nobody had an outrageous game. Nobody was severely underwhelming. They played good team basketball and they beat a team that's inferior. It was pretty, pretty nonchalant. And they reached the Bookman rule. You had said if they scored between one sixteen and. And 120 or more that they'd win. Right? Oh, 110 and 120 with KD what? in the playoffs oh, well, is a completely okay. different situation. I'm just going to keep calling it the Bookman rule. They <laughs> yeah, just had 124 <laughs> and they won. So the Bookman rule holds true still. Okay. It works for me. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't know we were unveiling that today. I, I'm, try, <laughs> I'm trying to give you credit here. Right. So. But I said that in secrecy, Hans. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Did you say it on the show or did no, you not? No, yes, we talked said, about it off camera. No, you said it on the show yesterday. Did I? Yes, oh, 100%. Shit. My bad, guys. Anyway, My back bad. to this sun's win. Hey, no, I'm not cool today, folks. The, the lights are really bothering me. That's why I'm wearing shades. It's not like I'm trying to be a G or something. That's You're always a G. Reference. You don't need Shut up, Let's go. Anyway, back to the sun's win. Let's tip things <laughs> off by looking inside the box. Espo? Uh, what's in the box? Uh, take, me, what's down. in the fucking box? The- what's in the box is a 124-115 win. It has everything to do with bench scoring as the Phoenix Suns outscore that OKC Thunder 47-31 to on the bench. And then field goal percentage. <laughs> the Suns outshot OKC 46.7% to 43.6%. And free throw shooting came down to eight-point differential for the Suns as they make 26 
and OKC makes only 18, and this spells a nine-point victory for the Suns. For the longest time, we have gone to the box, and he he ratchets it up. And every time he ratchets it, his voice up, I'm like, God damn it, he sounds like somebody. Well, finally, I figured out who he sounds like. As soon as we go to the box, you sound like, uh, was it Harold Letterman on boxing? I got 10 rounds to nine, Jim. <laughs> 10 rounds to nine, That's, Jim. I was like, what is We're it? in the box, Where's baby. he going with it? Yeah, yeah. No. It's, uh, it's pretty ratcheted. But, uh, oh, my goodness yeah. gracious. Look, and we, we debated a lot about can two beat three, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about that a lot yesterday. Well, the OKC Thunder shot 40% from three, but they only shot 43% overall. Suns shot less than that from three, but shot 46 overall. So two can be three when you get some free throws in the mix. Yeah. Free throws did help tonight a lot. I will say that was probably one of my favorite things about tonight's performance was how often they were able to get to the line tonight, the Suns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, OKC was hacking anyway. And and they kind of pointed out in the broadcast they're they're kind of a, still a young, kind of immature team. They don't really know how to play at a high level. Um, so they were making foolish fouls, like even in the first quarter, like, bro, what, what are we doing out here? You know, um, and obviously on, on, on inside the box, it, it hurt him. It hurt him. I'm not sure who hacked more tonight. Lindsay will coughing next to us <laughs> or the OKC Thunder on the court. It it's was definitely a toss up. That's for sure. It's close, <laughs> close ball game. I'll give you that. Absolutely. We got to give the people a little inside peek at how watching the game with you. Guys, I mean, so. if you were here in the pregame show, you, you heard all about it. That's for sure. Uh, you heard the cough a lot last week and earlier this week, too. Um, in addition to that, we also got a really cool milestone that was finally met tonight. It took us a lot longer than I think we all anticipated. Three games specifically. <laughs> I would have never noticed. Devin Booker finally <laughs> hit a three, and he officially becomes the Suns' all-time three-point hey. field goal leader with 1,052. I thought you guys were going to join in on Surpassing. On the great Steve. I thought you guys yes. were all going to join in on me when I said, yay. You guys kind of left me hanging. Look. So now it sounded like I was, that was a sarcastic yay. Look, you want to cheer? Josh Akogi's only 1,013 threes in a Suns uniform behind Devin Booker, a knockdown three point shooter. Yeah. I'm excited for Josh Akogi to get there. I, hold on. This is your bit. I buy into it. I have you pay. Yeah. Well, now that you're in on it, I'm out. Fine. <laughs> Lindsay Smith, knockdown, no fun host. All right. I'm sorry, Espo. It's 11 p.m. Uh, I'm a little bit tired. No, I just, you know, Shane and I, we did our jobs. We made it a thing. It became a thing. And now we're going to step back and just watch the world burn. That's how it goes. You know what I mean? That's not cool. I'm done with you, Now it's a thing. That's that's not cool. (laughs) I can't can't co-sign on that, Lindsay. I'm sorry. Bookman, our beef is officially over. I've moved it to SmackDown. You can't co-sign on me and Espo beefing? I can't co-sign on the reasoning why you want to let this go now. You're the one that initiated the knockdown three-point Oh, I was just joking. That's not for real, for real. Oh, Josh Kogi will forever be a a knockdown knockdown three-point shooter. shooter. Okay, all right. No, I was just joking. You're going to bail now after after you got all the way to the mountaintop? Absolutely not. Anyway, let's go back to Devin because I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about Devin. Obviously, this is a huge accomplishment and something that's really cool for him uh, to achieve. He did uh, reach this record in 511 career games. It took Steve Nash 744 career games. Obviously, different styles of play and things of that nature. But it's very impressive what Devin has been able to do in a son's uniform. Um, so kudos to him, all the flowers in the world to you, Devin. However, 
I do want to just pick your brain about how you're feeling about Devin Booker shooting wise over the last handful of games because threes have not been his go-to thing. It's been bad. You know, Devin Booker goes to the three-point line when he feels like going to the three-point line. He doesn't try to force things. Uh, He plays his game. Devin Booker is so good at letting the game just come to him. There's been a couple times, maybe a few times you could probably point to in the first quarter where you knew he wanted to try and kind of set the tone and be assertive. Um, And then sometimes at the end of games where things kind of get a a little crazy. But for the most part, Devin Booker just lets the game come to him. And if you, ever since you were in high school, you've been coached, hey, don't force it. Just let the game come to you, which means every single time you get the ball in a position to be able to score, then do it. Um, Don't try to force it otherwise. So um, that's why he's one of the best in franchise history. Look, it ebbs and flows. Jerry's one for seven tonight. He struggled in previous few games. He'd been out for a while. He'll get back in the rhythm of three-point shooting. I don't give a crap. They won by nine. He had 25 points. Devin Booker's going to get a hell of a lot more open looks here in just a few days. I think we'll be all right with the shooting. I'm not freaking out about it, but I also am not enjoying it. And not just because I've put money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app on Devin's three. That's why. No, but honestly, <laughs> like, I, I, there, there is a part of me that's like, this is not normal for Devin. It is, though. He goes through these. Yeah, but is it, is it normally this long, this bad? This is now three straight games. Yeah, it yeah, happens. And he's scored over 20 points in each one of those games. I know, but just going through all of the midi type stuff we've been talking about all week long and talking about how mid-range games is not only, it's not their only thing that's in their bag. Mm-hmm. They're also very good three-point shooters. I'm just, I guess my expectations are a little bit higher right now. Yeah, maybe you should probably lower them. Fine, I'll lower my expectations. expectations. Fine, I will lower my expectation. Devin Armani Booker, congratulations. I thought we had that sound. We do. So, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, MCG Blue, I'll give it to you. Devin Booker is the best three-point shooter in Phoenix Suns history. Suck it, Steve Nash. Oh, no. Suck it, Dan Marley. Suck it, Eddie House. I had to throw Eddie in there. Eddie House. Yeah, he's he catching ASU guy who hit three. He's for not the even in the top 20. <laughs> Holy shit. He's out here like, what did I even do? He probably just got to our channel for the first time ever. It was like, what the fuck? And then clicked it off. Sorry, it's Eddie like a House. <laughs> Overall, solid win tonight. I'm glad that despite all of the little things that um, didn't necessarily go our way or look the best, I'm glad the Suns were able to get the win and work through a little bit of that kind of shaking off the rust from the All-Star break. Because even the start of this game didn't look great for the Suns. Defensively, I feel like they were a little bit lax out there at times tonight as well. But I chalked that up to All-Star rust and the fact that they went really hard in practice yesterday, maybe a little too hard. Look, this was a Thunder Road victory. This is for my older listeners and viewers here. Jesus. It ain't a beauty, but hey, it's all right. All right, as Bruce Springsteen once said. How many, didn't how many artists pretty. are you going to throw in that, there? That's just for my dad. He oh, watches shit. every show, okay. and we're going to that for my 40th. Right. So I had, to, I had to throw that in for him. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be pretty all the time to get the win. Huh? No, it doesn't. And you know what? Kudos to OKC as well. Because in the pregame show, I was mentioning, you know, obviously with Shea Gilgis-Alexander not playing, 
you would think this would be a little bit of an easier path for the Suns to find a victory. But they've played they played really well tonight and they've played well without Shea in the lineup as well this season, which I think speaks to just how together they are as a team and how well coached they are. Well, I mean, the game's the same, and only the names have changed. So when you're looking at the OKC Thunder, um, they have an influx of talent. Uh, you like that, right? I think we should do a whole show with you and I. The only thing we say is musical I wonder, lyrics. I wonder how many people will understand that one. I'm already um, over whatever is happening right now with the two of you. And so anyway, uh, yeah, collectively as a group, uh, listen, they're young. Um, they're uh, naive, and they play like it. On both ends of the court, and they they they're a competitive team. They've been a competitive team all year. Um, it's just once you know Shea had a, a few hiccups here and there with injuries. Uh, that's when they really start falling apart. But they're a good team. Can, can we give it to our friends at DraftKings, right? Can we give give a little round of applause to them because the point spread of this game in pregame was nine. The game was nine. Like, <laughs> how they do this consistently where they hit pretty damn close to what's going on is amazing. It's and an the art fact, form. And the fact that the one of the best shooters from the free throw line in the NBA history missed one out of two of those to make it nine. Mm-hmm. It should have been ten. Chris Paul. I don't know, but if anybody ever gets their hands on whatever analytics or algorithm they're using to come up with these odds, please hit me up because they're so good at it. They got one Italian guy in the back named Jimmy who just knows all this stuff. That's what's going on. Is that how it goes? It's just Jimmy. Yeah. Well, we need Jimmy to come on this show because the three of us clearly didn't know how (laughs) things were going to go tonight overall because not a single one of us hit our bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It was very unfortunate. Um, but at least we're all in the same boat. We're all minus $10, $10 on this one, which brings our leaderboard to Saul at 184.13, me at 145.54, and Espo at 124. So at least we all went down $10 I, I tend today, to, I and try, nobody else went up. I tend to try not to gloat unless I win my actual bet. That's probably fair. So I'm just going to chill. Yeah, that's fair. I think I'm going to bring back first bucket for Sunday. That seems to first be bucket's what, not what a terrible option, and that one has been hitting well for you lately. I'll be honest. No, it hasn't. I don't think he's like the last three in a row bucket. he's missed. Bro, the reason why he's in the green is because he picked Chris Paul at a plus one thousand. Yeah, all you have to do is hit it once. That okay, doesn't mean that he's and the one his one of two times that he picked first field goal at a plus one thousand a hit. Yeah, that's pretty good but, as of late, in but, my opinion. But the other six weren't. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Saul, who's hit one bet, I feel like in the last month and a half that happened to be like a plus a thousand. Uh, how many bets winner. in a row did I win? A few, but you know what bothers me? (laughs) Me? (laughs) No. Sometimes. Nicely. No one asked about my bets. You're not in the game. What? No, when we're in the middle of a game and I'm betting on games, no one asked me about mine. I didn't even know you were doing that. Did you ever tell us that you were betting on games? No, I like to keep it a surprise. How can we ask you about your bets if we don't know that you're betting? I'm now going to ask you every game. Well, I lost $10. Welcome to the club, Emma. It fucking sucks. Oh my goodness gracious. We may be in the VIP lounge, but our bets are in the dive bar. They are. But if you think you can do better than us on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which um, according to tonight, you probably can, make sure you download it and sign up with the code PHNX because new customers 
can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Again, with that code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Tonight, we're going to go ahead and give our DraftKings game of the game to the one and only Cam. Cam. After 21 games of being sidelined, we finally got campaign back in action and he finished tonight with 14 points four rebounds and he was three of five from deep the one true cam is back and he's doing what he does best (laughs) bringing energy and kicking ass yeah (laughs) it's just so much like chaotic but like Controlled chaos with camp. It's you not controlled, I mean? but it's fun to watch. A little bit. The, borderline. The, he hit one of those threes, and as as I think it was Richard Jefferson said, had every celebration he had in the bag, he pulled out for that for one of those threes. I'm all for it. Welcome also, back. Also, uh, let's ask the chat because we debated this about the finger guns. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bit of a debate as to who really established. The three-point celebration. It, was it Dwayne Washington? Because he was the first one to kind of do the head bob thing. Was it campaign at the very beginning of the season? Or was it Mikhail Bridges? Let's, can we add a poll in the in the chat? Emma's yeah. going to do that. I'll add it right now. So we can make it more scientific. But campaign was fantastic. I love to see the energy he provided off the bench. Um, this is exactly what you're hoping for as a backup to Chris Paul. Um, and he can make the he can make the defense pay very very much. Like he's he's one of the better pack of point guards when he's actually got everything locked in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he starts to get all loosey goosey and his head ain't in it, then it's it's over. Well, I mean the, the dude took a took a kick in the chassis tonight too. Uh, looked like he rolled his ankle at one point. Hopefully that's nothing and there's no uh, you know swelling or anything tomorrow. Yeah with that but you cannot deny the energy that this guy brings uh on the court in his celebrations all these things uh I, campaign's energy will be very valuable uh through the last 21 games of the regular season and into the playoffs so the chat's kind of thrown out a bunch of different options to be honest with you but yeah it's throwing me off for my poll do i add those options into no, my poll just add mikhail cam mikhail uh, campaign and uh, Aaron uh, Dwayne Holiday. Washington Jr. or Dwayne Washington. I get all of them confused. There are one guy. Oh, they was last uh, year. The guards that Monty refused to play. Anyone? <laughs> it's in. It's in the. It's in the chat. The polls in the I chat. I think it doesn't. Does it really matter who started yes, it? It matters. Does it? We're just asking. <laughs> it's well, a no, I'm, and I'm just asking if it matters. I was, you know, I was wondering. And I threw the question out there, and we were all kind of. We all said three different names, and I was like, oh, so I kind of want to know what you guys think. Okay. It doesn't matter. It, matters. it doesn't matter. Nobody's gonna die over this. We just want to make sure we have the information right, people. Go ahead, Emma. I'm so sorry. So Ecamm just had this update, and now you can see what the, like, it describes the super stickers for you instead of, it literally verbally. <laughs> I an actual thing. No, it verbally. I did, too. It so, verbally, like, it writes out what the super sticker is. So if you go to our YouTube page, you can see what it is, 
but now it actually reads Baby Lemon looking up to the Lemon character standing in a superhero position. <laughs> what the I fuck is Shane, that? I thought Shane, our former producer, was having a mental break <laughs> yeah. in our chat is what I thought was going on. But thank you for the super chat, Shane. We appreciate you. Thanks right. for being here with us. Somebody please check on Shade is all I'm saying. Okay, so everyone said Mikel said he got it from Machado from the Padres. Mm-hmm. So that's where it started then. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the whatever the chat votes is what I'm going with. Oh, how alternate, long are we gonna get alternate the chat to facts? Vote? All right. That's what how I'm going with. How long do we want to wait? Right, oh, we well, no, we can, go we back can keep talking about this and we can come back to the poll at the end of the show. Well, so I was asking. How oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I also thought Shane might have been describing those uh, starry uh, soda commercials that we oh were watching. God, what are we talking too. about right now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm really like. Come on, Lindsay. I'm this really is thrown show. off with this <laughs> whole entire thing right now. Just, okay. Let's talk about some of the other players in this game. <laughs> Should I read another ad? And then we'll reset. Sure, sure, read not? another ad. <laughs> Sorry about that. You guys know we love Four Peaks beer. We've got our son's brew box here on the coffee table in front of us. And right now, Four Peaks has this really cool event happening. It's going to be tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to it. But it's Saturday, February 25th at their 8th Street Pub in Tempe. It is the Beer Can Derby. Kit pickups are open now. And if you want to show that you got the fastest beer can in the Valley, sign up right now through fourpeaks.com slash events. Yes, it is exactly what it sounds like. You get a kit, you create a beer can like car kind of situation and then you race and whoever has the fastest one is the winner um and that's going to be super fun so check that out again four peaks a street pub down in tempe and also be sure to check out all of the great beer and offerings that four peaks has but you do have to be 21 years or older and we ask that you enjoy responsibly when you drink four peaks beer We did get one more super chat. This one is from James. Uh, James also sent us a super sticker. And the uh, definition of the super sticker is pair character lying on the side, raising his arm while saying, how's it going? How's it going? (laughs) So Shane came back and said that this is like this has been a normal thing. It apparently does this, but I have never seen a super sticker. Described. I, I've seen it a couple times. Dear Lord, why are it's we still talking about year. super sticker descriptions? All right. We <laughs> also got another super chat from James. James, thank you for your second super chat. Said that game was a snoozer. I agree. Uh, but he continues saying, guys, I live in Cali, but I'm about to drive down to Phoenix. If Monty doesn't put in my man, Mr. Anthony TJ Warren, come on. Now, this is something that I saw a little bit on Twitter, a conversation around. So thank you, James, for your super chat. In addition to what James said here, I also saw this tweet from Matt Peterson on Twitter, and he said, TJ Warren played 19 minutes per game, shot 51% for a very good Nets team, but clearly Monty prefers going small slash Wainwright at that three or four spot with Durant out. Warren's potential playing time shrinks even further once Durant returns too. Lots of people, including me, thought Warren might matter more than that. Do you guys have an idea as to why you think TJ hasn't seen um, a lot of playing time with the Suns so far? I mean, I, my my best my best guess is that Monty just doesn't know him. And typically, with guys that Monty does not have a relationship with, doesn't understand, doesn't know, he has not played those guys very much. That's just the deal. I th- okay. I'm gonna put on a mini tinfoil Uh-oh. hat here. Okay. Oh. I think this is comes down to one simple thing. 
to in order to get Terrence Ross here, they promised him significant minutes in that in, in a similar role that TJ Warren plays. You're also playing Ish right now, and you're and you're Tory Craig still getting significant minutes. So you've just run out of time at that general position to play TJ Warren. And I think a lot of it had to do with they had to sweet t- talk Terrence Ross into saying uh, screw you to the Mavs to come to Phoenix. And part of that sweet talk was we'll play you. You'll be like our sixth man. And at some point we will see TJ Warren is my feeling. But right now they got to make Terrence w- Ross feel warm and fuzzy for coming here. To Phoenix. Okay. But like when, cause it's not like we have a whole lot yeah. of time left. I just don't think his style fits what they want to do, or at least they don't see him fitting what they want to do. And uh, mine's going to play the guys that he thinks does. As simple as that. Do you think that Ish should play over TJ? No. No. TJ Warren is a proven shooter and consistent shooter in this league. He's a guy that uh, hits those mid-ranges, which this team loves. He's proven he can hit a corner three. Uh, you know, I think that TJ Warren should be getting those minutes because he's he's had more valuable experience. The problem is he's also been hurt a lot as you know over the last few years so at some point maybe that swings i don't know but i think saul's right in terms of monty's familiarity with him he always has these guys that he falls in love with ish is one of those guys right now it's his his guy so he's going to default to giving him more minutes uh than than other guys and and in this case tj warren um, I, I don't know. It's I, I I'm not gonna go as far as to say because I feel like Ish might be a better fit in their system than T.J. Warren is. Okay, T.J. Warren is very much a scorer. Um, he's he's been that kind of guy. He can put up buckets. That's why his nickname is T.J. Buckets. But um, for what they want to do and the and the lanes that they want to occupy, T.J.'s game doesn't really match up to what they want to do so much as much as Ish is because Ish has been literally conditioned in this system for two, three years now. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit different right now. And you know how Monty wants to go with the known versus the unknown. So he's going to opt for his guys. He's going to opt for the guys that are in his system. So um, I don't know if it's necessarily a case of like one's better than the other, and but I'm going to buck that. But um, I would say because of the system difference and the knowledge of their and their games, uh, I can see – I can see why. Well, and if Ross isn't there, TJ Warren's playing that role because that's a, sh- you know, a lot of those shots are going to him. So you're playing ish because it is a balance to that with what you have with Ross. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a numbers game. And I mean, no, no shade to Ish Wainwright. Like he played well. He in his 13 minutes tonight, he had 10 points and a rebound. He was two of five from deep. So it's it's not like Ish is no. Ish is not a liability by no. any means. And also congratulations to Ish Wainwright uh for getting a new deal with the Suns two years, two point five million with the uh next year being a team option. But I don't know, it's just interesting. I mean, somebody in the chat, I can't find the comment now, but they did mention that Monty said pregame that he did want to reduce the amount of guys that he was playing tonight, because back in that Clippers game, he felt like he was just kind of throwing things at the wall to sort of see what stuck. And it was too many guys to try and find minutes for, too many mouths to feed, and he wanted to cut that back a little bit. And maybe TJ was just the first one to be able to 
to eliminate. The reality is TJ could have just been the guy that made the salaries work too for him and that they didn't have a yeah. whole lot of interest yeah. in his game to begin with, and that's why he's not playing. That's fair. Uh, Terrence Ross, though, let's since you brought him up and you think, Espo, you said you think the Suns promised him a certain amount of playing time or a certain role to yeah. convince him to uh, come over to this to the Suns instead of the Mavs, because those were the, ultimately the two teams he was de deciding between, correct? Yeah, and he was on with, uh, excuse Bless me, you. allergies acting up. Uh, he was on with Burns and Gambo yesterday and was talking about how he had pretty much decided on the Mavs, which we had heard reported, and then he talked with Monty, he talked with uh, James and, and Matt Ishbia, and it was his role here that that intrigued him, which leads me to believe what I'm saying. You know, he was promised a certain amount of playing time and that he'd be a big part of this, not that he was going to spurn the Mavs to basically sit on the bench here. That wasn't uh, wasn't the case. So and quite frankly, in the first two games, he's looked he's looked good. I mean, he he was three to seven, but he was three to six from deep tonight, had seven rebounds, two assists and nine points like if that's the kind of production you get out of Terrence Ross in in you know 15 20 you know minutes in a game I'll take that every time I mean because they talk about oh the depth of the Suns it's lacking well Terrence Ross is a guy that that you can pencil in for for some good minutes and that's what this team needs they don't need great they need good minutes coming off the bench and he does that for you I mean Terrence Ross is He's he's met my expectations, mm -hmm. uh, and I think he's only going to get better. The more he feels comfortable, the more he feels, um, you know, uh, more initiated into the system and understands it all. You can see already a big development from last game to this game for him. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I like Terrence Ross. I think he's he's a great fit here. Do you anticipate the rotations being similar for the rest of the season, like what we saw tonight with Terrence Ross being the first sub in? And then campaign coming in after for Chris Paul. Well, I mean, they checked in at around the same time tonight, which you know, I, I don't know. The thing that's going to be interesting is KD's going into that starting lineup. Tory Craig's coming out. What's Tory Craig's role on that's that? Actually, a really good question uh, too. Off this bench, right? Like, where where does he fit in? Is he the one that maybe Ish takes a cut in minutes because Tory Craig's going to take those minutes off the bench? Because you doubt he's going to eat into Terrence Ross's minutes, or does that mean Damian Lee plays less and and Tory Craig gets some of those minutes? That's what I'm looking at when KD comes into this lineup is is how do those bench minutes change? And, and God forbid you put Tory Craig, and this isn't a knock on Tory, but you put him in that starting lineup and you put Josh Akogi with that second unit. I, I don't know how the minutes are going to work, but you got to get Akogi. A minutes the way he's been playing lately. Man, those rotations are tough. Yeah. They're really tough. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, you, you, because he's right. Once KD comes back, that's just another wrench that you throw into this whole thing. And guys shuffle around, and it's kind of like a game of musical chairs with Monty. And Monty is a very much a matchups guy. Whatever he thinks is going to be the best um, off that bench is what he's going to go with. But you know the staples are going to be campaign, Josh Gogi, and Tory Craig, some variation of that, two of those guys, because the third you're going to assume is going to be in the starting lineup. So th th those two guys plus, and then that's where everything kind of goes a little haywire. -y. Oh, and Ross. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I yeah, would assume Terrence Ross with how much he's playing right now, right? Yeah, uh, but but TJ, Jock, Biz, uh, you know, like, that's all up in the air. You don't know how those rotations are going to go because Monty is not very consistent with that. Well, somebody in the chat brought up, could you wind up playing Ish as uh, a backup five, small ball five, with some of those second units, and does he eat into potentially a jock or busy's minutes he's, depending on matchup? He, he's like, he's far too small. He's yeah, far I mean he's not short. he. Yes, yeah, height wise, I mean yeah. it's deceiving. He's a very what is he like six six? I mean it's mm-hmm. uh, it's deceiving because he's such a big guy. He's actually listed at six five. So yeah, like he's you're not playing a big extremely guy. small. So he's just strong. He's, he's that's what he's, makes him able to do some of the yeah. things he's, he can do. He's strong, but he's not a crafty defender. No. And if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a crafty defender, you could be strong and a crafty f- defender. We've seen it with with the likes of like shit, Dennis Robin, Anthony Mason, like guys like that that were stocky and low, but their defensive IQ was off the charts. If you do that with with Ish, it, that's not the same level. Right. So. He's built like a brick house, but he's he's stout, which it surprises a lot of people. So, so I don't even think that's an option. I think Ish probably loses some minutes uh, with one of these guys going to the bench, as does Damian Lee. That seems to be the only way it, it actually works in the long run. Code said, "Play Ish at backup point guard." Oh God. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll get right on that. Yeah. <laughs> and Colt brought up a good point too. PJ Tucker played the five in Houston. I will say PJ yeah. Tucker is a few levels ahead of Ish Wade, right? Like I said, high defensive IQ, but I intangibles get the off the chart. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on a second. He played center in, in, in Houston, but that shit didn't work. That was the problem. That's true. You know? So anybody can play center. It's just how efficient is it? How yeah. effective is it? Yeah, how effective <clears throat> All right, let's continue to go down the list. Let's hand out a little bit of flowers, if you guys will. Nah, uh, PA's me here for a minute. The same guy that I've been giving flowers out to for the last, what, five games now since he's been in the starting lineup, Josh Okogi. He's continues to uh, be a real joy and a real treat for us to watch night in and night out. Finished tonight with 15 points, seven rebounds, two assists. He was two of seven from deep. Uh, so not the most efficient night from the three-point line, but still... Josh Kogi knocked down three-point shooter. Look, the phantom of the footprint uh, showed back up tonight. The guy was out there doing everything he could all around the court and uh, and wreaking some havoc. I enjoy I enjoy Josh Kogi. The phantom of the footprint. Uh, I love his energy. Are you, are you concerned at all that when the when his nose is finally healed and he takes the mask off that all the powers go well, away? I don't really? think he's going to take the mask. You know, I don't think so either. But I feel like you're really worried about a lot. Of things I am. Tonight. I'm very concerned. <laughs> I'm like, this game didn't make me feel good. I mean, it, it didn't. It's a win over the OKC Thunder. Like that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't make me feel good. It wasn't the type of win that I was anticipating. Just win. Maybe that's what needs to hug you. Maybe. <laughs> HR. Uh, just, just, just look, I, I have something that will make you feel better. What? Two Don't letters. Say a hug. Kevin. Or, two letters. Two Kevin. letters. <laughs> Katie. Or as or as Gerald said, hey, Kev. I just not got that. <laughs> two letters. Kevin. Dur- Wait, no. <laughs> no. No, it's late. <laughs> We're close, but almost. No, I, I know, Espo. I know. I just feel like there are so many questions that are unanswered that we can't get answered until Kevin Durant actually plays. And I don't know. I just, I, 
I expected a much better performance from the Suns tonight all around. Like a win is a win and I'm I'm super happy for that. So I think I just got my feels a little bit and I'm like, well, hold on. I don't love this. Look. And now I just need Kevin Durant to play so that we can answer all of these questions and move right on along and have a good old time. We're all going to have insecurity over the next 21 games. This is all going to be a learning experience. They're going to have to feel a lot of things out. They're going to have to feel rotations uh, out. But as I said, as long as you win 16 games from the middle of April to the end of June, you're going to you're going to be in a good spot right there and that's all that matters. Just Get it all out over the next 21 games. I know, but you guys aren't at that point right now where it's getting closer that you're kind of like the pressure is on. No. And that the expectations are so high that you're now nervous about it. No, to me, they're playing with house money this year, right? Jesus Christ. Like I told you, the next year is is the you have to win. This year is if it all clicks and you win, great. If it doesn't, all right. We only had 20 games to acclimate ourselves to blowing up the roster and adding in a superstar, I, I like. I'm not. I'm not feeling any tension about this. I'm excited about what lies ahead. Uh, they need to win. Yeah, they need to win. Kinda, right? Like they they don't have a, a, a spare year. Like you got to get it done. That's just how it is. You got to get it done. Yeah. Also, the Clippers and the fucking Kings yes. are going to double overtime, and it's one sixty four to one sixty four. Wow! Holy that's crap! Ex- I want triple insane. overtime and two teams to get into two hundred. Man, we've never seen two hundred. I mean, that would be wild. Oh. Everyone in the chat is like, Lindsay, you have to have some faith. Give Lindsay whatever Saul is on. Um, can I take a guess? Saul, would Saul that be a on- OGs? Uh, I'm not going to confirm that. Saul's <laughs> high on that. I won't deny Nor it. deny. But I will tell nice. you the official strawberries and cream happy balance gummies are live on the shelves right now. So happy balance. Choice. It's a it's a one to one CBD THC ratio, which is kind of like just this perfect blend. Yeah. Right. A perfect blend. And it'll the perfect help with flavor. the aches and pains and it'll give you it'll a calm little bit, you maybe, down. Maybe the little anxiety that I'm feeling maybe, right now. I need maybe. happy oh balance in my life. It's my dream. Too much. <laughs> As always, you OGs. guys can find OGs at your local dispensary or by checking out ogsbrands.com. You must be 21 or older to enjoy. Also, you should follow them on Twitter because they were getting in on like the fun. Remember back in the day when we promised Kevin Durant like a lifetime supply of OGs and they got in and they were like, sure, offer still stands. Apparently they well, they let us know on Twitter the other day, offer still stands. So you should follow them well, on Twitter because well, they're then super Banksy fun. got involved. Yeah. So this might so become a thing. Oh. So yeah. This legitimately dope. might become a thing. It's super fun. Um all right. Guess what everybody? It's time. In the darkness. Beyond the light, there shall only be one Welcome to <laughs> What in the oh. shit did I just oh, no. I hit you with a little campaign. I was that excited, you know? What was L- that? Campaign you didn't in that see dance. campaign on the bench. That's today. not what I yeah. saw. Oh, that's I what mean, campaign did on the bench. That's not what I saw. And I had to give that, a little that to Gerald because oh, I knew my he, he was searching for the campaign video I had to reenact. Can I put oh, another pair of glasses over my glasses? Please do. <laughs> Hi, Gerald. What's up? He was like a little doll. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. How are you guys? <laughs>
Solid. I think oh, I rolled my, my ankle like campaign. <laughs> I'm out with soreness on Sunday, guys. His MCL <laughs> and his hip socket. <laughs> so, Gerald, save us, please, and thank you. Uh, who'd you get to talk to tonight, and what was the theme oh, of all the conversations? Yeah, so we got to talk to Monty. We got to talk to Devin Booker and campaign, and then in the locker room, I talked to Ish Wainwright and Chris Paul. Um there was a lot to take from this game. Obviously, Devin Booker being the new three-point franchise leader, uh, Monty was saying, you know, we celebrate everything just like we did the other night when Chris Paul passed Michael Jordan in steals. Um, these are historical icons that are being passed. So it was pretty cool for Devin Booker to get that record tonight. Book was pointing out, like, one of my first games as a Phoenix Sun was Steve Nash's Ring of Honor ceremony. So it was pretty cool for him to have his name in that same company. Um, we also talked about Ish Wainwright, and everyone had a lot of positive things to say about him earning that contract extension. Payne was saying he definitely earned it, um, and he was even joking, you know, he got that contract, and so he was getting up shots tonight <laughs> because he's got that locked in now. Um, but, you know, Book was saying, like, nobody ever really sees the stuff that he does behind the scenes. Um, Ish was telling us, like, he threw up when he got the news today um that he was going to get his contract because apparently he uh buried his aunt uh earlier in the day so it was a it was a very emotional roller coaster ride of a day for him and he was telling me how grateful he is to have the support system that he has with these teammates here um who have been there through losing his father earlier uh last year and now this and now the roller coaster of waiting for today to find out if he was going to be on a contract and be able to play in the playoffs for them. So a pretty cool story for him. I know, you know, people were down on him because he missed a couple of threes badly or whatever. But overall, he played a great game. It looks like he's currently part of the 10 man rotation. Um, and everyone is really high on the work ethic that he puts in and what he does for this team in the locker room. Well, that was quite the story. I don't, I don't know what to say. I, like, I know it's really hard to kind I, of like, you, follow how, that one. Like, how, what am I supposed? I was about to ask him a stupid ass question, and now I'm like, well, well, I mean, that's where you go. I think well, yeah, just... because I'm the bastion of great <laughs> journalistic questions here. The man who just danced. Uh, my my question was going to be: Did Chris Paul find another tunnel to go fight? Uh, Ehrlich Williams, uh, did you see what was going on at the end of the game? They were not happy with each other. Uh, they kind of got Chris said a couple things. Did you ask Chris at all about what happened there? No, I don't think so. I was talking to Ish and I came over to Chris Paul's thing a couple of seconds late, so it's possible someone asked about it. Um, but you know, it was it was kind of all love after the game from what we could see up in the media row. Obviously, everybody's you know swarming Dario to say hello and and get their hugs in. It was kind of funny during the pregame warmups and layup lines, you know, they all came over and mobbed him and campaign was like hugging him from behind and like trailing him around everywhere as he said hello to people. Um, so I think it was all love. I, I didn't see or hear anything about that though. Yeah. We saw at the end of the, the, the show, the po or the, the game and the credits, they were still showing mm. they had to be separated and stuff like that. So there okay. you go. <laughs> Uh, Gerald, any any update in terms of campaign? It looked like at one point he may have uh, rolled that ankle again uh, during the game. Also took a took a shot there as well in the uh, in the lower section. Is he all right after the game? Uh, any update there? Yeah, so he he did mention that he rolled the ankle, but he said he's okay. 
Um, he was obviously kind of upset about that offensive foul call or what should have been an offensive foul call that he was whistled for. Um, and then he came back down and hit that three. But he was he was saying, I've got to do a little bit better job of keeping my cool in those situations. But, um, you know, he was just so amped to get out there. He said he'd been itching to return. And it was tough watching the team from the bench over the last month, month and a half. Um, so he was just amped to get back out there. He was saying he couldn't calm down all day because he was just so excited to finally play again. And I think we saw that when he did hit that three, that kind of outpouring of emotion when he was doing the Mikael Bridges three-point celebration and everything. So pretty cool for him to finally be back and out there contributing again. But uh, he did say he's fine. He's just got to do a little bit better job of keeping his uh, emotions in check in those situations. <laughs> Yeah, what did Monty say about his performance tonight? Obviously, it's, it's been – we were so happy to have campaign back out there because for a hot minute there, I mean, 21 games, right, you start to question, are we going to see him back? Is he going to be okay? Is he going to have enough time? Uh, but what did Monty say about having campaign back? Yeah, Monty joked that he looked great until he got tired, and then once he got tired, he looked really tired. So um, it's one of those things where he's still getting his conditioning back. Uh, he was still able, able to produce. He had 14 points off the bench on, I think, better than 50% shooting. Um, and I think he went three of five from three. So pretty productive. No assists for him tonight. But he's still kind of getting back in the swing. And I think for a lot of these guys, it's going to be an adjustment process as they get campaign back now, as they get Kevin Durant back soon, figuring out who's going to be in that nine to ten man rotation. Um, but yeah, Monty, Monty liked what he saw and he obviously pointed out the change of pace that he brings for the Suns off the bench, the energy, um, he's kind of a spark plug off the bench and they've kind of needed a guy that fits that, that skill set lately. Gerald, the girthlings want to know if they squint and look at your shirt, what magic eye pattern should they see? <laughs> Uh, my latest article on GoPHNX Suns. <laughs> That'd be pretty badass if that actually happened. <laughs> that actually would be pretty cool. You should make that happen. Uh, last it's thing I have for you, Gerald. <laughs> nice. Did we ask you about Book and becoming uh, the leader on the three-point uh, makes? Yes, he said did, that. Did and he said Steve, Na Steve Nash going into the Ring of Honor was one of uh, Book's first games with the Suns. I actually believe it was on Book's birthday. Did uh, we that really? Happened. Yes, Gerald brought that Yo, up. I'm struggle bussing. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen. I figured I'd save you the it. answer, Gerald. Thanks, Espo. Thank Appreciate you. <laughs> All okay. right, Gerald. Thanks for coming by. Appreciate you. My bad I wasn't listening to you today. It's okay. I'm used to it by now, Lindsay. I mean, it's not normally this bad, but shoot. Usually it's just like one or two numbers here and there. You, you know shit's jacked up when I start to be the one that's paying attention the most. God. <laughs> it's well, all good. I mean, it's the first game out of the all-star break, so we'll we'll take what we can get. <laughs> this is fair. Gerald, real quick, any KD update? I assume no. No KD update other than a small tidbit before the game. Uh, Monty Williams alluded to the fact that he'll be back soon. Um, so whether that means Sunday or Wednesday, I'm not quite sure. The Sunday game being an early morning game kind of hurts those chances. But uh, we'll find out tomorrow when we get the injury report. Cool. Thanks, Gerald. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye, Gerald. Hope Bye, you find Gerald. your dad. <laughs> Apparently, I just need, like, some time to, like, get this brain figured out. This brain, this cough. It's the Friday. chest thing. I don't know what's going on in my head, but I feel like tomorrow I should just go 
pick up some illegal pizza to go and then sit at home all day. Yes. And my go-to order at illegal pizza is always a bowl. I always get the steak with rice, double corn, corn, double corn. You always got to get double corn, uh, sour cream, and then the chips that they offer with all the bowls. It's yes. complimentary with a bowl, which is my mm, favorite bowl. part about Illegal Pete's. Uh, the cool thing about Illegal Pete's, too, is they always have happy hour every single day from 3 to 6 p.m. They have some of the strongest margaritas in the valleys. They, they have a full bar. Yeah, those margaritas bench press 400. They are strong. Yeah. So... <laughs> You know, if you are in the mood for a delightful margarita, we're talking <laughs> fresh limes, lots of tequila, sweet agave. Make sure you try out Illegal Pete's coin, <laughs> premium or frozen margaritas. And don't forget, happy hour again, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. How the hell can he see that? I'm surprised. Colin, thank you for the super chat. You said, ooh, are there sparkles in Lindsay's hair? Yeah, I put some tinsel in my hair. She this did, week. but it's they're like, like it's like one strand, like every like two inches. Yeah, uh, I wasn't sure I if can, you guys could I see it. I can barely see it here. How the hell did you see it on camera? So That's, with the that. with the light, when you turn your head towards Saul, something it sparkles. Flashes. That's just her aura. <laughs> I'm just so, sparkly. So I'll put sparkles in my beard if you do. <laughs> I can bring you guys some. We can make this happen. I put gray sparkles and nobody will ever fucking notice because of all this gray. Uh, but thank you for your super chat. Also, one last thing and then another topic for you guys that we have to get to. Uh, underdog fantasy. We've talked about it a ton here at PHNX. It is one of the best ways to play fantasy sports differently, right? You can just do... A single day, you can do a week. The higher or the lower is my favorite game on Underdog because you quite literally just pick higher or lower. Mm -hmm. It is so simple. And you can add more legs and win even more money on the Underdog Fantasy app. We're talking like up to what? $500, I think, is the most you oh, can win? No, no, no. You can or win thousand. Up to, you can win up to 20 times your money oh, is what you can do. Okay. So it depends on what it's you bet. His fucking voice. 20 went, times your money. Went Bruce Arians all of a sudden. <laughs> hey, baby. 20 hey, baby. $20 no million. Dollars. No risk I'm like a $5. No biscuit, baby. I'm like a $5 person. <laughs> you, you so $5 I don't know what the Lizzie. max is you got that you can back. put in there. Because I'm about $5 in on it. Uh, but it's really easy to get started. Just go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. But make sure you sign up with the code PHNX because Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. So take advantage of that free money to play with on Underdog Fantasy. A fun fact that Clippers Kings game is now the second highest scoring game in NBA history. Is it still going five, or did it end? 5.5 5 seconds left in double overtime. The Kings lead 176, 175. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> That's wild. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. All right. All right. The last thing we have for you guys has to do with Mikkel Bridges. So we got this clip from the Old Man and, Th and the Three podcast with JJ Reddick on Mikkel Bridges sharing why he thinks the KD trade makes mm -hmm. sense. I get it. I'm just like, well, I know we're losing me and Cam, but like you get TJ, you get KD. Like, I feel like Katie don't affect the on the defensive end as much as me, but like he can still guard. You know what I'm saying? Like he can still guard, and we're all team defense anyway. So like you got Coach Mott that's going to make everything great, and everybody, you know, we all play for each other, or they all play for each other. But then also you get you get thirty a game. Like so, like now I'm looking at them like like I like it. Like I like them. Like I like. I feel like they that's for them and. 
what um what the new owner came in and what they're trying to do, it makes the most sense. Like I understand they trying to win, like they trying to win now. Do I think they still the Suns still could have won me a cam there for sure? But like you get to do like KD man and that offense and with Coach Mont and all them guys over there, like that's 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 a hell of a fit. Yeah, what Mikhail's saying is, I get it, and stop crying over me. You're going to win a title. I felt like that's what he was saying. You think? I don't know. I don't think Mikhail's saying whatsoever, stop crying over me, because Mikhail said we for the first half of this entire thing and then caught himself and was like, I mean them. So he's still attached just as much as we are. No, not as much as we are. Yes. <laughs> no. A hundred percent. No. Did you see some of the other things that came it, out know, where he was talking like, no, about it's, it's like, what he took for granted here in the valley and things of that nature? No. How much he enjoyed living here? No, but that clip is more like like I broke up with my girlfriend after two years, and the first girl I date, I accidentally slip up and say her name because that's all I've known for two years. And now I've broken up with second yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but that's what that's like he just it's a habit he's been saying it for four years it's all he's known in his professional career it's not because he's still like attached and he wishes he was here i'm sure he still wishes he was here but we got kd and he gets it i mean yeah he said and basically i'd even make that trade like but did you see the awkward video that the nets dropped uh over the week, you, the or one of him, week. who his favorite player yeah, is. Yeah, they ask him, "Hey, who's your favorite player?" And he he looks and he puts his hand in his head. And he starts laughing. He goes, uh, "Kevin Durant was my favorite player growing up." <laughs> it was hilarious, absolutely Ouch. hilarious. Ooh. Also, Brittany said no. He said himself that he misses being here. Well, of course. Okay, look, cool. this was his yeah. home. Of course, he's gonna miss being here. But he also was saying, "I get it." I mean, like, and I, I get think, it. <laughs> are we all in the same page or at least 90% of Suns fans on the same page? Like, yes, you make this move 10 times out of 10 times, but it's also hard. Look, yeah. until once Katie steps on the court, I think it all changes. Yeah. Right now you're in this weird holding pattern. You're waiting for KD. Uh, you know, Cam and Mikhail have already been playing in Brooklyn, but the second Katie steps on the court, I think it changes things. You go, okay. Here we go. This is why. But there's just just been this weird, awkward, prolonged period where, you know, trade deadline, all-star break, now waiting for him. I think that just made this feel different than it would have if Katie had just played that Thursday before the all-star break. Yeah, I think that would have made a world of difference for all of this to kind of be a little bit easier to kind of dive into. But it was a good episode. Uh, with J.J. Reddick and Mikkel Bridges. I really enjoyed it. So if you haven't watched it, be sure to check it out. Um, but it has been kind of neat to hear some of the extra stuff kind of around it from his perspective and things of that nature. And you can tell it goes both ways, yeah. right? As much as we cared about Mikkel and Cam, they also cared about this fan base in this city as well. And I think mm-hmm. that's what makes this a little bit easier. And plus then Devin Booker throwing out 2026 and that being something now that we can at least pretend in our minds to look forward to as a potential homecoming, which of all the people that could come back to Phoenix or that have come back to Phoenix, or we have talked about coming back to Phoenix. I think those two would be the top of the list. You don't need Mikhail. You got his clone and his name's Josh Kogi. That's true. No, it's not true. <laughs> Did you see the face I made to go along with that? Ah. Uh. 
I was I, trying to be nice. I didn't. I did not. <laughs> hey, we've got uh, 36 hours till our uh, our next oh, game starts. Oh, boy. That's right. We're going to take tomorrow off, um, and then we'll be back on Sunday, a very early tip-off time for the Suns. We're talking 11 a.m., right? Breakfast with the boys. 11 a.m. tip-off, 10.30 yeah, pregame. 10.30 pregame. pregame. Ooh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. You guys thought I was bad tonight. Just wait until you see me in the morning. <laughs> Saw you bringing the griddle and making some pancakes uh, on uh, Sunday morning? No. Bro, right. you should, though. <laughs> Don't bro me, Lindsay. Why? That's not happening. You should. <laughs> Come on. You're a master with the grill. I, I thought you'd be a master with the griddle. I don't even have, like, a portable griddle. How do you right. not? Because I ball outside. You can you can borrow Craig Morgan's. Grill. He made us some really bomb grilled cheeses. I think it was last week. I think. But you can you know ask to borrow his. You know what you could do tomorrow? No, I'm not going to go buy Just one. Just go get one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just go get one, Saul. No, You're fine. Oh, I need to clarify something. You make pancakes outside on your grill? Is that what you said? Yeah, you can. I have a griddle, yeah. Oh, that you put on. T- okay. I, got, yeah. I thought you meant like. No, I was going to no. be very impressed if like, you couldn't how? get on the regular grill. Yeah. How? I used the fucking power of the sun in a magnifying glass outside. I make oh, it happen. <laughs> All right. So we will see you guys on Sunday. Enjoy your day tomorrow. Also, real quick, just another reminder. If you have not become a diehard over at gophnext.com, you're missing out on a whole bunch of cool stuff. You get a free shirt or hat every single year. We did release our valley slim reaper t-shirt recently so that can be your free shirt for this year you get access to our premium diehard level content 20 percent off merch and events as well as access to the discord which is one of my favorite things about the membership is the discord is super fun everyone in there is amazing so be sure to check it out go uh uh, go phnext.com and last but not least amelia thank you for all the recommendations on how to get over this cough and the sickness. I promise I will do it all tomorrow. Um, until we see you guys next time, you can follow the show at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. FJ Crowder. Oh boy. FJ Crowder. Gotta get prepared for Sunday morning. Ahoy, hoy. Lindsey, Gerald, Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the...